HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This is Michael Harlan Turkel, and you are listening to The Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. That's heritageradionetwork.com. Check it out for shows, archives, and live calendar. And you can call us live at 718-497-2128 or email us at info at heritageradionetwork.com. You can also find our podcast in iTunes there. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Hearst Ranch. Hearst Ranch is the nation's largest single-source supplier a free-range, all-natural, grass-fed, and grass-finished beef. Since 1865, the Hearst family has raised cattle on the rich, sustainable native grasslands of Central California coast. The result is beef with extraordinary flavor that's as memorable as the nat- nature uh, as the surrounding landscape. For more info, go to hearstranch.com. Well, we're going to jump on into it. we got two awesome food photographers, photographers in general, people in general, um, Marcus Nelson and uh, Gabrielle Stabile. And we're going to talk a little about food photography. They were outside buddying up. They're best of friends now, realizing that they shoot for a lot of the same clients. And they were just going down the list, say, you shoot this? Yeah. Do you shoot this? Yeah. You shoot this? Yeah. So they're, they're pretty much doppelgangers, even though they look nothing it's alike. It's unfair for him because he, he, uh, he shot much more than I did. So. You're no. catching up. You're nope. catching up. Sometimes it's not about uh, you know quantity; it's about no, quality. Exactly. Let me say that, that I'm honored to be to be sitting here with you guys and, and Marcus, which is, um, is a legend in um, in the environment. And, uh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, seriously, yeah, it's right. Excellent. Well, I'm glad to have such uh, high caliber, you know, photographers in the house. So we are going to talk a little bit about the profession of food photography. Um, Gabriel has 
shot Momofuku's cookbook and an upcoming Milk Bar cookbook, I've heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're working on that, yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah. And Marcus actually used to cook at Aquavit prior to getting into photography. Yeah. And um, has since shot for clients such as Gourmet, a uh, couple meat-based cookbooks. Uh, what are they, Pig and Good Meat? Uh, yeah, Good Meat's coming out in uh, end of the summer, I believe. And uh, ham, that's yeah, ham. I know it was something pork related. An obsession with the hindquarters. Yeah, yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. So uh, I'm assuming you're not a vegetarian. Absolutely not. <laughs> and we just did one on goat, actually. Oh, excellent. Goat. All from what publisher? It's Stuart Tabori. Yeah, excellent. <clears throat> All the same publisher. So yeah, if you need to know about anything uh, protein-wise, you go to Marcus over here. <laughs> Though Gabrielle is not shy about dealing with bacon and ham himself from no. shooting the Momofuku cookbook. How did you originally get hooked up with uh, Chef David Chang? Uh, the, the guys at Gourmet um, that I worked for um, since I graduated from the ICP, they were, um, I think they were uh, friends with Dave and uh, they knew that Dave was looking for a photographer and um, they, uh, right about that time, I am, I am, I'm a little bit ashamed to say because I, uh, I'm new to the environment of the, I mean, I moved to New York like four years ago, so I barely knew uh, Momofuku, had, uh, certainly had never uh, one of there. One of the very few that. Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I wasn't really aware. Momo what? But yeah, but uh, I had like this, <laughs> I, was a, I was a subscriber of the New Yorker magazine and a profile on Dave came out. Um, Marcus, did you shoot that? David Chang? Yeah. I well, did shoot him I mean, for he, Gourmet. Yeah, you shot him uh, in Gourmet. And yeah, 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 no, yeah. Oh, for the yeah, work. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah. one I didn't shoot. <laughs> no, that, that thing was Platon. Platon, he did, he did that, that portrait. Um, well, the, the, the photo wasn't... Uh, oh, my God. I'm saying that Platon took a crappy photo. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the photo wasn't Don't great. Worry, he's but not here today. No, yeah. yeah. But it's... I mean, yeah. no, it's great. But that photo wasn't particular. I mean... Because I know Dave, and I didn't see much of Dave uh, retrospectively, you know, in him, but in that photo. But uh, you know, long story short, they just uh, Gourmet sent me to do this story on a halal slaughterhouse, and I had to like kneel on goat's piece for and blood for six hours or so. And the photos came out pretty gory, so they decided not to run it. And <laughs> but somehow the context sheets. Like we're shipped to to Dave and Peter. Uh, Peter is the writer of the book. Yeah, and Peter also Meehan. Peter Meehan. Yeah, has also been um, an amazing project uh, manager for the whole thing, and uh, and they liked it. I think like they were very very brave because I didn't have much experience on you know shooting like still lives and stuff like that, except a bunch of stuff that I had done for Gourmet or for 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 uh, the Times, but you know not that kind of like thoughtful and prepared yeah. and set up so so beautiful. from like the guts of the stuff to more glorified meat marcus are a lot of your images set up studio or are they kind of on location uh <clears throat> it's a mix of both uh it's a lot of studio a lot of studio but uh we do uh, a lot of locations as well being diners and yeah butchers and um kitchens and like the recent stuff um marcus just won an award for ap26 that's american photography 26 and a pdn award for mm-hmm. uh, same spread about what was it late the, night eats in New yeah York? the best late night eats in america so in we, america <clears throat> it was for details magazine and we travel around uh, chicago la new york uh, several cities and photographed late night eats places yeah. um that spread that's in PDN, that's uh, Katz's Deli okay. in the middle of the night. Uh, so it's on location. Yeah. 
So I think it's a very similar approach and style that you guys have with this darkness, this grittiness, this this truth in food and the subject that you are photographing more so than, you know, the old ideal of soft focus front, blown out background, commercial setup, food, everything, sprayed down, hosed down, wiped down, made to look absolutely pristine. Uh, there, There is truth in advertising or in, in cookbooks. Uh, I don't know. It's a... Uh the one of the things that I, that had really excited me that, that, that I found really exciting about working on a cookbook uh, was that the food stylist uh, was Mark Eibold and uh, I knew that uh, he was kind of you know is Mark Eibold uh, the former basis of pavement yeah it's the actual the pavement got back together oh excellent so, yeah, they, yeah. yeah now, now he's, uh, he's playing with them uh, former somewhere like in war- yeah now he's a rock yeah. star again but uh, <laughs> I remember he used to work at a Great Jones Cafe, or yeah, he's, he's, I think still he's still does there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's the bass player in Sonic Youth. Uh, so he's, he's got like this. He's probably my my myth, you know. I'd yeah. have to say the same about me. You know, it's just <laughs> no, it's just amazing, and he's the most like down to earth and and easy guy to deal with. I mean, he's very. I, I never like saw him like putting you know weird. Um, Personas, you know, in front of him, it's very cool. Uh, and 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 he knew also that uh, because Peter told me that his styling, his food styling, was really, you know, no bullshit, really down to earth too, you know, no nonsense. So I was glad, like, to I, I learned a lot from him. Um, uh, I think like realism is certainly a way to go. Uh, considered that ninety eight percent of uh, food photographers do. Um, very much polished and and kind of almost unreal, unreal, you know, surreal fo- photographs. Very, uh, very much so. Um, so I mean, you you are more about that kind of in real time, you know. Mise yeah, en scene. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if I'm gonna get like uh, other jobs, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Even David Chang might might change his mind, you know, before his next book. But <laughs> but no, it was like I'm glad that I did it that way. Um, very like yeah realistic you yeah know, well you know. i think a lot of people a lot more people are interested in the process rather than the final product which leads me to asking marcus does a background in cooking uh having spent years at aquavit and other restaurants help with photographing the process or knowing which fo- uh, you know processes to pull out and are the most aesthetic and uh, well yeah definitely uh you know i yeah i love food and i it's you know it's part of my. Uh, that's all I do. I eat, work, and sleep, and uh, yeah, it's, I love photographing food. And I work with, um, you know, when I do assignments like the late night eats. Uh, I don't have a food stylist. It's just me and uh, my camera and my assistant. And uh, you know that bite out of that sandwich. That's my bite. And yeah. you know I. Uh, usually we like a sandwich like that we get on we get it and we photographed it uh, straight from the guys and then I take a bite take another picture shoot another frame take another bite and then you know it becomes this process and somewhere from the first picture to the when the plate's almost empty there's always this moment where it happens so you're you're more about that deconstructive uh, um, photo of the final plate whereas (laughs) I saw a lot of Momofuku you know, in the kitchen doing prep work with David, even going out doing late night eats. So it was about the, the encompassing 
thing uh, that yeah. is David Chang. Yeah, they, the thing the thing with Dave is that when when you get to know him, he's an amazing guy, and so it, it's hard to spend much time around him because he's so, so like fucking busy. It's like it's <laughs> unbelievable. But but um, when he's in town and and, and, and his schedule is uh, you know allows it, 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 it was great to hang out with him, and he also like Mar- like Marcus. He, he kind of like breeds and and leaves, and he has got like this amazing relationship with food. It's one of the best experience experiences I had in my in my life culinary speaking was uh, w- one time at at some bar he had like a, the, the 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 place was almost closed and he asked me are you angry are you angry so I, oh yeah well I I did something and he cooked like something for me like right up off the top of his mind you know like it wasn't even in the menu he just started like picking stuff and it was amazing yeah it was fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> So I, I felt like, oh my god, if I was like a young chef, I wouldn't, I wouldn't battle David Chang right now. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> like, he's pretty, pretty. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a background in cooking? Um, no, but not professionally. Yeah. I can post any any titles or, or professionally, but I come from a, like many Southern Italians. Uh, we take food very seriously, um, seriously to the point that we almost don't talk to each other if we know you're picking the wrong. <laughs> kind of arugula, you know, for something, or, yeah. or, or you're doing it's carbonara with, around here. with yeah. garlic. I might like stab you in the back, you yeah. know. <laughs> so so uh, that doesn't give me like I can't show off my skills like if I don't have the tomatoes of the highland I'm from. But I like food, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So yeah, so next time we're gonna tape this in Palermo and just see right, what kind yeah. of chops you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it, Marcus, <laughs> having cooked at Aqua, where else did you cook? What is you know the lineage of food in your family. Well, I uh, I went to culinary school in Sweden, uh, and then I cooked for about uh, eight years <clears throat> in Sweden. Uh, you know, started out as a prep cook and line cook, sous chef, chef, and uh, ninety. I moved here in ninety seven, and at that time I wanted to do something different. I was pretty fed up with the whole uh, lifestyle of working in a restaurant. And um, but I got this offer to work at Aquavit, and I've I thought, how can I turn down yeah. living in New York? For, it was a year and a half, um, eighteen months contract with Aquavit, so I took the you know opportunity, and uh, that's how I ended up here. And you know, I gave that a chance, but I was still at the end of my contract. I I gave up that cooking was it, professionally. Transition yeah. into photography. What's funny though is that. With that cooking background, a lot of your imagery, do you do you actually cook it or do you just eat it? Uh, <laughs> both. No, I, I never I never cook the food. Um, I work with uh, uh, when I shoot in studios. I work with food stylists, uh, and I have uh, you know like Victoria Granoff is one of my favorite to work. We do most of most of my stuff is done with her, um, and we have the same philosophy about how food should look uh, in front of the camera and she's very much instead of using brushes and tweezers and stuff like that she's using her hands and yeah you know it's there's something you can, tactile yeah, about your imagery so. love that yeah. and um, so yeah she does most of my food I work with a lot of other, other food styles too but yeah uh, so do you think food stylists are a very important part of food photography or oh can yeah yeah definitely I mean yeah, I've always I always put my fingers in the food and play around with it and, and in front of the camera. There's food stylists who don't let you touch the food or like you know, I can't work with people like that because yeah. I have a very opinionated of how I want the food to look and be presented, and uh, it has to be a 
collaboration between the photographer and the, the food stylist. Yeah, well, have there been situations where you've gone into a job and worked with a chef or a restaurant that just wasn't willing to compromise their vision for yours? Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah. But that's what's good about freelancing. You don't work with that person again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I totally like when you, uh, now that I that I actually um, you know that I meet you and I see uh, who you are. Like uh, this is the first time that I meet Mark before. I just I was just a fan of his photos. Yeah, uh, that's uh, why uh, I, that's why I got both I'm you guys on the show. No, yeah. seriously, I'm not like you know, I, I, I'm not giving you a nice you know, ice cream cone. It's just, uh, <laughs> seriously, yeah. but but, but I, I can see like why why his photography is so gorgeous because like I think it's a perfect food photographer in a way. Like because. Um, that that's that what you just said about like the fact that you uh, are very opinionated and you also like that you know you you have a tactile tactile you say that yeah I mean you t- you're touchy you know you mm-hmm. want to touch the food and kind of arrange it yourself after it's been already styled that I think that 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 kind of like it's a it's a per- it's a perfect compliment for 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 someone who, who does this job you know because you know where to where to put your hands I wouldn't dare like touch anything like that something like, <laughs> yeah. like I, w- I would like <laughs> probably slowly retreat yeah. to my bedroom yeah. if yeah. it Plus doesn't then you right. get grease on the camera it's hard to hold <laughs> actually we're gonna use this as our break we're gonna go to commercial and we're gonna talk a little bit more about fondling food and other fun memories in kitchens and photography this is Michael Harlan Turkel you're listening to the food scene on heritageradionetwork.com This is Michael Harlan Turkel, and you're listening to the food scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm here with Gabrielle Stabile and Marcus Nelson, and we're just chatting about uh, fondling food and uh, getting our hands all up in there. But actually, I wanted to talk a little bit more about getting out of your element or going and traveling and doing assignments in places uh, that you don't know and with foods that you're unfamiliar with, and more specifically, uh, your refugees hotel yeah this is a project that i started um it's about the f- to doc- documenting the first night of uh refugees in america which i think like uh it's a gorgeous idea but it doesn't look that well <laughs> most of the yeah. time <laughs> so i have li- i have a lot of like uh, you know rejects in my portfolio but um yeah it's a I started in school uh, in 2007, and uh, I, I myself was a little bit of a refugee because I, I, me and Paula, my wife, we moved together here in New York, and we got kicked out right away from the apartment we were renting. Uh, it was like a sublet, and we didn't know that you're not supposed to say to the co-op that you're subletting an apartment. So yeah. uh, it was raining inside the place, so I, I called, you know, <laughs> and this guy's like, who the fuck are you? So I, Oh, sorry, F-bomb. But no, I, you're but not F-bomb. We're not FCC-regulated. <laughs> yeah, but I work with Dave Chang, so it's okay. fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, they, they they kicked us out, and I don't know. I was displaced you know, in the sense that I had my stuff all over town. I didn't know where to go. I was about to go back to Europe because I had run out of money. I was like really miserable, and um, I lost my deposit. It was really sad, and uh, <laughs> and so like I ran into when at the time I was still reading the New York Times, and um, and I got I ran into the story about like these hotels where refugees spend their first night, and I got interested and I started shooting. And um, this story like took me to Miami, Los Angeles, Chicago. I've been a little bit all over the place, major cities in the states to do that. And I think like it's it's a great, it's a great story. It needs to be told. It's and and from story. traveling and meeting all these different refugees from all these different countries, I'm kind of relating this back to food in a way that you're also getting this, you know, amazing dichotomy of different people and different cuisines. Was food ever a commonality? A common thing that you guys spoke about did did it help you then go from something you were unfamiliar with meeting all them even though you were familiar with the story and then translate it back into uh the kitchen yeah with david it, yeah i think so it got me um certainly yeah they, they, first of all like most of them don't eat uh because most of them come from uh radical uh muslim countries yeah. so they, they don't eat like certain foods or, or some, some someone else might come from places where they don't eat where they don't eat uh, peas or where they don't eat you know <laughs> this or that and of course like even if the officials uh, that, that welcome them in the states are you know tend to be you know nice and trying to find the right food for everybody sometimes it's just not possible and so they, they it's nice to see like how they relate with the food and and actually like although the story is not about food at all but <laughs> in, in the old you know the, the old concept but when I showed that portfolio at Gourmet, that portfolio gave me the first joke for Gourmet. Yeah. Because I, and, but they could only concentrate for some reason on the photos where the people are eating. <laughs> <laughs> you can but see like, you know, all kinds of like emotions ranging from... Okay, well, I mean, it shows how much of a common language. I mean, we have yeah. Italy and we have Sweden representing. And like I said, you guys are shooting the same people. You guys are seeing the same food. I mean, it is such yeah. a common place. I mean, it, it's what brings a lot of people together. Um, I wanted to talk to you, Marcus, mm-hmm. a little about, you know, since you have that background in cooking, are there certain foods that you've shot, restaurant situations that you've gone into, and may maybe it's produced a beautiful image, mm-hmm. but it did not at all, you know, impress your palate? Um, I mean, are you a complete food snob when it comes to No, no, items? not at all. I mean, I can eat, I can eat the real... Dirty, greasy uh, road food. Some dive. I don't mind. Uh, I can eat. I just was uh, photographing Thomas Keller yesterday or Sunday. Yeah, which is like the antithesis of greasy. So it was at per se. Yeah, you know, I love that. Love that food, but I appreciate the whole. You know, I can eat McDonald's. And what are some of your favorite restaurants in New York? Uh. Well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty boring when it, I, I eat out a lot. I work a lot, and I don't have very much time to uh, cook. And when I'm done with my work, I usually go to the same places, which is right around the corner from where I live or where I have my studio, which is Diner yeah. on Broadway. And uh, well, I go to Walter's. Yeah, not, not bad places to live around yeah, the corner I usually from. just sit in the bar, and I you know eat and drink in the bar. Very casual, but it's good food, um, simple food, but... You know, good, good, smart cooks. Yeah, uh, seasoning. And are you at Momofuku twenty four seven now? You're on contract. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. close to. I, I live. Yeah, I live also around the corner, so it's pretty easy <laughs> yeah. for me to go. 
and uh, yeah, they, they uh, this this is like one of the peaks of being like part of Momo family is that they they treat you like family every time. So I can I can't really I, I don't go anymore that much because like I feel like embarrassed. And they just I, even if I order just a pork bun, they they serve me the whole menu and it's like uh, thank you. But yeah, I, exactly. I, I took on like sixteen pounds from. from yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to be able to maneuver around the kitchen to take some photographs. <laughs> No, but yeah, as far as like, indeed, I think like living in New York is is amazing uh, because you can like end up like in a in a you know in the most obscure uh, diner in the nether regions of the Bronx and 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 you get like a crazy good uh, sandwich and yeah. you feel like you're the luckiest. Well, I mean, no do you guys else. sit there and crave food from your heritage, food from growing up? I mean, I do. there's not many uh, Swedish. I mean, there's plenty of Italian, but is there like? true palermo and is there no, true cloud so. berries and yeah no i don't really you know i miss the pickled herring every now and then yeah, yeah. you gotta actually in brooklyn nordic deli have okay. you been out there in bay ridge uh no pretty never solid been, never been yeah. i've been to ikea yeah no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that's, that's like something four star that, service like, i gotta check that out what's it called in nordic deli nordic deli okay. yeah out in bay ridge i think they're the biggest distributors mm-hmm. of nordic nordic delicacies in the states uh randomly found out about it through a friend who lives in wisconsin which has a huge nordic community and went there and uh i don't have tons of places to you know pair it against russ and daughters i love some mm-hmm. there you yeah, know yeah. pickled yeah, herring but Nordic Deli kind of blew me away, and they're okay, making everything okay. from scratch, from Danishes every day to you know, nice. like, yeah, and Crumb Cocker, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, have all their like holiday cookies and stuff. Oh, okay, like, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah, I gotta check that out. Pretty solid, pretty solid. Sweet, yeah, excellent. And and so future cookbooks, future assignments. What do you guys got coming up? Uh, you have milk yeah, bar. I'm, yeah, I'm doing this milk bar project, which is amazing because the. How are you the, not going to gain weight from that one? Uh, I mean the milkmaids are. I mean, you, I just spent time in in the kitchen with a with a group of amazing girls that cook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it sounds almost like an erotic fantasy, you know. <laughs> it's just amazing, and they're nice. They they they're smart also, which I like a lot. Lots of them are college graduated, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting to talk to them ah, cool. be- between cookies. Yeah, I actually might go to Italy to do a job for. It's an advertising job though for uh, <coughs> olive oil estate I think it's your hoods somewhere yeah yeah, it might it, yeah we were discussing uh, this right yeah it's, it's, it sounds like an amazing job yeah that's what I'm hoping to do um, because do you guys now find that your appetite try to starts to drive where you want your jobs or what kind of clients you're trying oh, to yeah. garner I would love to do more in I'd Italy love to, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love Italian food and I don't know yeah it's a it's hard to say. Like it's great to to hear it from someone who, who you know is a co- is a chef also uh, because like I, I feel like the emphasis um, between ed- uh, you know among educated um, foodies here in New York is much more like on French or, or Japanese uh, traditions and 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 it- Italian is just um, I don't know it's just misinterpreted most of the times I think yeah yeah well I mean do you hit up old school Italian joints in Brooklyn I mean. Fernando's is over a hundred years old and is yeah. Sicilian food, and you know the true mousseladas no, from there. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. But um, it, no, my, my my skepticism is not uh, much respect, but it's still like Italian American for me. You know, in the sense that what I, what I meet when I'm at home is, is very much like related to the ingredients you get uh, and 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 to the fact that you you have them ready. You know, and, and you don't have like they don't they don't have to spend time at customs or or yeah. being produced somewhere else so that the so, so how equated are your you know 
food habits and you know philosophies about eating uh, to how you shoot and what you shoot. I mean, are you local vores and well, you're obviously not since you're trying to get to Italy and how you shoot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, would you go ahead and shoot for a company like Kraft or? You know, would you rather work with a chef like David Chang who sources or would you rather be working with, you know, Aquavit, somebody that mm-hmm. has cuisine dear to your heart? Well, yeah, I've, I've I actually I do both. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I love shooting stuff like David Chang and, you know, all that diner foods and everything uh, with more creative freedom and stuff. But the other stuff pays the bills. Yeah. Very well. <laughs> so... So now uh, you know I, I love doing that too. Um, you know, bigger crews, bigger productions, um, which ex- gets exciting too. I, food advertising. I haven't done craft yet though. Yeah. Well, I mean, then on the more technical aspects, are there tips for food photographers outside of that of you know prime lenses and natural light? You know, should they be looking at something differently, knowing something about how to shoot food in situations? Uh, well, I think we both come from the same like. My first job I ever did was for Gourmet Magazine. Like, uh, And uh, Richard Ferretti looked at my portfolio, and I didn't have very much food in my book at all. Um, so I think, I don't know, I've, I believe like you should shoot stuff that you, uh, pictures you like, the way you want it to look. Not, not thinking like, how do I get a job? Yeah. How you know, do I make money? It's funny because I'm, I'm the photo editor of both Edible Brooklyn and Edible Manhattan, mm-hmm. and I get tons and tons of food portfolios of very commercial photographers, even ones that I tried to work with when I first moved to New York and said, no fucking way. Um, they send me their portfolios trying to now work for us, but I don't hire on that. I hire on the idea of you have a true style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I can see the passion. Exactly. You, you also want to interact with the food and the subject itself. Yeah. And, not think of it as this like one-off autonomous entity yeah. of just like no. a freaking paycheck. Like I'd rather uh, someone shoot it and be involved in the community and the process and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah. too. I mean, how important is it to be still associated with jobs that you guys shoot? Yeah, yeah, uh, mm. yeah. I think I think I think if you like, if you're honest, you know, uh, and and as Mark said, you um, you shoot photos you like, and you know, these photos tend to to look. As you, as as you, uh, I mean, tend to look like mirrors of your personality, and uh, uh, I don't pay the bills. Uh, I'm starving, so <laughs> I don't need to like work for craft or, or, or whatever. Well, that's why that's why you but, yeah. work uh, with food, you know. Yeah. So you're at least not a starving exactly, artist. Yeah. You're just an artist. No, only my uh. wife starves. I, yeah. I'm, I'm well fed, but uh, <laughs> but no, uh, it's true that I think like if you don't, I I, I despise a little bit like. Um, me too. I did the same. I did the same. Like, I mean, it seems like I'm ten years behind you in a way because, like, my first job also was a gourmet and Richard Ferretti saw my portfolio and I didn't have much food on that portfolio. Yeah. And but he saw something in it, and, and I guess like he um, he translated it into to food into food terms, and that was enough to uh, to generate an interest in me that before was just. Uh, but yeah, if you're not exploitative, I think towards the subject, you know, uh, you're not. You don't you don't make pornography. You make realism. You know that's what they say. So yeah. uh, so um, I I'm not gonna exploit 
the subject, even if it's just a pork bun, because behind that pork bun there is so much integrity, so much work, so much you know sweat, and that you don't you don't want to fuck it up. You know, you just want to be like faithful yeah. to to what you follow. You know, it's I crazy. I I've been shooting this back of the house it. series about the lives of chefs and kitchens for almost ten years now, and you know, I cooked the first half of it and photographed while I was cooking, and mm-hmm. then somehow photographed my way out of the kitchen as a cook, but back into it as a photographer. And the biggest fear people have of letting me into their kitchens or any food photographer for that is that they don't want to show grease. They don't want to show dirt. Department of Health, Department of Building, Mm -hmm. like all these stupid legalities and logistics of running a restaurant sometimes get in the way of showing really what a restaurant is like. And I'm glad that you guys kind of have brought to the forefront, you know, a different real life, you know, tone to what food is. Yeah. So, yeah, thank yeah, you. For it, that. It, it did. I'm just, Can't I'm just, a, I'm the rookie here. I mean, I just, <laughs> no, uh, no. I did, it did. No, absolutely, seriously. Yeah, but I think it's, it's becoming more. You know, it definitely, it's more. Uh, like five years ago, ten years ago, everything was perfect. Napkins folded, backlit, soft focus. Food was perfectly garnished with an herb and stuff like that. And um, now I think everybody wants all. Everybody wants, even the bigger magazines that are kind of middle of the road, wants to be more loose and messy and and uh, kind of jump on that, being a little bit breadcrumbs, yeah, half eaten. Every, they want to show that people actually yeah. eat the shit that they which show. Are, so, which uh, which is I think also because that's why we are busy too, because it's you know becoming uh, it's a trend. Yeah, in, in uh, food photography. Well, let's and, uh, uh, let's ride this trend. Thank you know. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it keeps on going. Well, I wanted to thank you guys for being on the show. Looking forward to seeing more work from Gabriel Stabile and Marcus Nilsson, and I am Michael Harlan Turkel. You're listening to the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Networks, produced by Jack Insley, engineered by Nat Weiner. Thank you again, and uh, keep on shooting, keep on eating. This is the food scene.